member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive and Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we are visiting with our friends from the city of Brainerd. With us today, the new Brainerd City Administrator, Jennifer Bergman and Paul Sandy, who is the Brainerd City Engineer. Folks, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Ken. And Happy New Year. And same to both of you. <laughs> Thank and you. And Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Your first, uh, <laughs> your first visit with us here. It is. Yeah. So, uh, for our listeners, give them a little background. You're the brand new uh, Brainerd City Administrator. I am. But no stranger to city government, if you will. That's <laughs> right. So I've actually spent the last eight and a half years as the Executive Director of the Brainerd Housing and Redevelopment Authority. Okay. But before that, I've actually worked for a couple of cities. I worked for the city of Anoka. I also worked for the city of Moundsview. Oh, and I also worked for the city of Columbia Heights. My goodness. And I also worked as the community development manager for Anoka County. So wow. this isn't the first time I've been working for a local unit of government. Mm-hmm. And it's really, actually, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back working for a city again. That's fantastic. And a great city at that. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, welcome. We'll look forward to hearing from you every month uh, and, uh, and find out what's going on in the city of Brainerd. So how was it to hit the ground running <laughs> here in your new job? It was great. I actually spent the first week on my job doing one-on-one uh, meetings with every city council member and the mayor. Oh, so I was able to really get a sense for, for where they're coming from and why they they wanted to be on the city council. Mm-hmm. So it was a great first week. Um, one of the things I think that's really exciting, I, one of the reasons that I applied for the job is I absolutely love the city of Brainerd. Mm-hmm. In the last eight and a half years that I've been working in the city of Brainerd um, at at the HRA, mm-hmm. one of the things that, that this has really become home to me. Yeah. I grew up in northwestern Minnesota, okay. and I lived in the cities for 25 years. And to be honest, I couldn't wait to get out of the cities. <laughs> a lot so, of us can relate. <laughs> oh, so luckily, I am back in Brainerd. And really, this is such a great community, a wonderful council, amazing city staff, uh, yeah. really passionate about what they do, and, mm-hmm. and really hardworking, hardworking folks that we have at the city of Brainerd. So I'm so lucky to be a part of this. That's great. That's great. Well, again, welcome. Thank you. Yes, yeah. and good luck. Thank you. <laughs> Anything we should know from your department as we, uh, if you will, kick off the brand new year? Again, I am one week into my job. <laughs> so as I mentioned, I met with city council members last week. I'm meeting with department heads this week. And, and I think my job, at least for the first couple of months, is to sit back and listen and learn, not yeah. only from our council, not only from our staff, but also from our, our residents in the city of Brainerd, as well as our community partners. So that really is kind of job number one. Listen and learn. There, there you, you go. go. All right. So thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Paul, no doubt uh, you have a few things to talk about uh, <laughs> as we get into the new year. Yeah, certainly. So um, as you know, uh, being as part of the engineering staff at City Hall, um, we do basically two major functions of the city. Uh, the wintertime, it's snow plowing and maintenance. And in the summertime, when you see all those orange signs come out, we, uh, we're into the construction season. So right now, uh, my staff is currently in uh, design and um, getting some street projects ready for next summer. 
Interesting. Now, uh, I know we had you talk about this before, but just for one more time for our listeners, talk about that process. How do you determine? There, there's kind of a little formula, isn't there, for for looking at streets and what needs to be done? Yeah. So we um, we have a pave, we we call it our pavement management program. Um, we go around every three years and we actually score our streets. Um, there's an equation that we use to um, determine based on the type of cracking or potholes or things that we see in the street. There's measurements that we perform, and it's typed into an equation, and those equations give us a, a rating from zero to four. Four being something that was brand new, constructed last season, and zero obviously being something that we need to work on right yes, away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we use all of that information to really uh, dictate what streets are getting done first and uh, which streets we can hold off a few more years and maybe perform some preventative maintenance on to um, extend the life of those streets. And so going through that process, we really um, determine um, which streets should be on that priority list for year one and what can be maybe in that year five. You know, our winters are not kind to our roadways. And the other factor is traffic, I would think. The amount of traffic, are those kind of the Big yeah. factors, if you will. Yeah, so this winter's been a little weird. We never really had a hard freeze yet, and so you can see that it's not being very kind on some of the streets. Some of the yeah. streets you might be seeing some more potholes pop out that um, not having that hard freeze and getting some heavier loads on the roads doesn't help the situation. Um, that we, we really depend in Minnesota on the roadways freezing hard right away in the November, December time frame, and you know, you might have seen, you know, some of the ice conditions and things are not really suitable um, yet. And that's just indicative of what we're seeing with our streets, too. You know, we don't have a hard freeze to make sure that those roads are um, firmed up and mm-hmm. that they don't get that damage. Mm. Okay. So talk about uh, the process. You, 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 you mentioned how you determine next year's uh, projects are already determined at this point? Yeah, yep. So the city council just kind of went through a process to um, lay out the five-year plan again. Um, Each year that we have construction projects, we um, obviously use a year up, and so we have to plan for the next year out, so that next, that fifth year. Um, So this next summer, we have a few projects up in northeast Brainerd, so right around that east Brainerd Mall area, the 5th Avenue Northeast, B Street, and up in the northeast portion of northeast, we have a couple of large resurfacing projects that we're going to be doing up there. Um, so you'll be seeing some orange construction signs and things around the Cub Foods, um, a census uh, area again. And um, we're hoping that those projects take off here right away come springtime. So, If okay. spring ever gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true lover of winter, Tess. You got it. You are. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I'm thinking the projects that you've listed so far, those are not real high traffic areas, uh, although getting in and out of the Cub Foods and that northeast uh, parking lot, that's mm-hmm. that's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, Fifth Avenue Northeast is the one right between the McDonald's and the SA there. Yeah, um, yeah. We see about 5,000 cars a day on that. So wow. generally yeah. for Brainerd, it's a little higher traffic. Um, but all the other streets are a little bit lower, more of what we consider our local street system. So not... Yeah. Um, near the amount of traffic that we see as Fifth Avenue. Yeah, it so. is a busy spot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any major uh, uh, roadway, you know, I'm thinking uh, um, Washington Street or any of those that are uh, under the gun for some repairs? Yeah. So um, right now, um, city staff, we're taking part of uh, a 210 corridor study with MnDOT right now, and that's for a planned reconstruction in 2025. 
um, what this study does for MnDOT and the city is it looks at uh, traffic, accidents, access, um, those kind of things, and um, it gets us to a point where um, we can decide on what a layout looks like of this corridor in the future so that um, MnDOT staff can continue into the design phase of a project of that nature. And that would be from basically um, Baxter Drive in West Brainerd all the way to Pine Shores Road uh, coming out east towards Crosby. So oh, it's wow. a very large project. Wow. Um, it's a two-year corridor study. Um, there are lots of plans for public involvement and um, you know, those items will be coming out here in the next month or so. So, um, everyone keep your eyes and ears to the, the radio and things. We'll be making sure that, um, and MnDOT's making a very conceited effort to make sure that, um, everyone is engaged during this process. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to think five years in the future of what yeah. that's going to look like. And right now we're kind of evaluating the existing conditions, but, um, at this point, you know, uh, once we start getting into that public involvement process, that's when we're going to be looking for feedback from adjacent businesses, uh, property owners, and uh, anyone that uses that corridor on a daily basis, which mm-hmm. basically is everyone yeah. in Brainerd. So, yeah. Yep. yeah, very much so. Wow. Uh, when you mentioned MnDOT as a partner, do, do, you, do you also look at uh, safety factor and accident uh, statistics and so on when looking at these updates? Yeah, so when uh, MnDOT does these kind of corridor analysis, they look at each intersection. Most of your accidents are kind of happening at your signalized intersections. Um, they really look at those, and they have what's called a critical accident rate and an accident rate. And once that accident rate starts approaching that critical rate, um, it starts to become a problem, and that's mm-hmm. when MnDOT looks at um, what safety improvements could they do to these intersections, how could they better time the intersection to correlate with other ones, um, and looking at any kind of safety enhan- enhancements to try to protect the traveling public. That's, that's the main part of our job is mm-hmm. um, protecting um, the people, the users of the roadway. So. Right. right. So it's not just about the road surface itself and how well it's holding up, although that's a big part of it. Safety is a big part as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Very, very big part of it. Very, very interesting. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned a couple of things in Northeast. Is there anything else on the docket for next year? You know, we um, we have a couple of grant applications out right now for a couple trail projects. Um, we did receive a little over a million dollars for um, from the DNR to construct uh, the Kind of Lake State Trail connection. Oh. Um, we're working through a process right now with the railroad to try to um, get some um, right-of-way acquired along the 210 corridor to make sure that we can construct that trail. Interesting. Um, right That's now cool. the trail kind of leaves off at the McDonald's mm-hmm. and we pick it up again where the old railroad spur line is in southeast Brainerd. Um, we're trying to get that connected up because the inevitable goal with that whole trail system is to get it up into that Crosby area mm-hmm. where uh, Cuyuna Lakes uh, country area is and the Cuyuna Lake State Trail. Um, so we want to cool. get our segment done so that we're ready to go when that connection does happen. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Very interesting. Um, as you talk about grants and so on, uh, it also reminds me, maybe we should have you talk a little bit to the money part of this, because anytime you do these construction projects, the council has to approve them. You have to make sure you have the money to pay for them, don't you? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So when it comes to money, um, that's where our five-year capital planning process comes into play. Um, we, we try to plan out these projects the best we can and allocate funds as we deem them to be necessary. So, um, for example, uh, this next summer, there's um, a lot of our projects are what we call state aid, which we get an allocation from MnDOT 
every year of about $850,000 to construct our state age streets, which is about 20% of our system. Um, the other 80% that we have are what we call local streets, which that those are the streets that we're funding with our levy dollars that go into our construction fund. Um, looking at our five-year plan, which is up on the website, um, we just went through a large process to update this again, adding that year on the end and yeah. um, constructing the nearest year. Um, we're looking at about uh, $14 million in total construction costs over the five years that we have. Hmm. And that's funded with, you know, either, um, you know, cash flowed. Uh, we bond for a lot of our local street improvement projects. Yeah. Our state aid account pays for a lot of that. And then our utility funds. So our sanitary sewer, our storm sewer fund, and BPU uh, pitches in for their water system. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different funding sources that are coming in to get these projects completed. Um, and a lot of the projects, of course, as everyone knows, have local assessments usually uh, associated with them. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And that's another good point you bring up. I, I hadn't thought of that, but often when you go into a street, unless you're just doing an overlay, you always look at the infrastructure, don't you? The sewer mm -hmm. and water, because <laughs> if that's aging and needs to be replaced, that just becomes another part of the project? Yeah, that's kind of one of those things that people don't see, you know, um, if it's operating well and um, you don't really you think don't about think, it. No? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of our sewer infrastructure is on average, it's 50 years old. So yeah. we have some that are 100 years old and some that are brand new. And that average falls right around that 49 to 50 year category, which at, you know, at 50 years old, the stuff be, starts to become um, problematic. Kind of, yeah, problematic <laughs> and can, needs to yeah. start, you know, thinking about replacing it. Or yeah. there's a lot of different technologies now where we can uh, rehab that in place and not dig up the road. Yay. Um, so there's <laughs> a lot of different technologies that we use nowadays, uh, trenchless um, replacement or rehab of hmm. a lot of those. So we don't actually have to dig into them and um, make a mess of everything. So Very cool. interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else we should know about uh, streets or snow removal or anything that's going on right now? So we do have, um, we sent out notices to all the adjacent property owners, but there's two public informational meetings that are coming up in February, and those are for those northeast projects. Okay. Um, and uh, if you're adjacent to the project, you should have received a notice in the mail. Um, the first one is for that Fifth Avenue and B Street project, and that's on February 4th um, at the fire department from 6 to 730. Okay. And the other one, that northeast resurfacing, kind of up in the northeast portion, that one's on February 11th from 6 to 7.30 at the fire department. So just keep those dates in mind if you live in those areas. Mm -hmm. You can come in, uh, look at the projects, get an idea for what we're going to be doing, and um, give any comments or feedback that you see fit. Cool. So, okay. Good time to ask questions, too. And those meeting dates are posted on your web website as well, correct? Yep, posted on the website along with any of the information I shared with anyone today, the five-year plan. Um, there's a lot of informational sheets, videos, anything you guys want to research about what we do in engineering. We have a very um, interactive web page so that you can go up there and kind of view if you want to know about stop signs or snow removal mm -hmm. or anything. There's a lot of information up there. So Perfect. Awesome. Very good. Well, Paul, thank you very much for uh, keeping us up to date on what's happening. Yep, no problem. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Jennifer, it. welcome again. Thank you very much. And we'll look forward to seeing you uh, next uh, month, along maybe? with other folks <laughs> from the city throughout the next several months. Absolutely. Sounds great. Thank very you. Good. Thanks. Our guests today, Jennifer Bergman is the new Brainerd City Administrator, Paul Sandy, the Brainerd City Engineer. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. And that is today's edition of Community Focus. And we remind you that our Community Focus programs 
are available to listen to anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.